Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers. Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the Playmakers. All righty then, my friends. Welcome back to another week of the sports and mostly other things. The Playmakers back through your ear holes live and local as we are each and every weekday, 3 to 5 p.m. It's a great time to be doing our business, Adrian Hernandez, over yonder. Yes, it is. Despite the windy, hot weather that is officially here, yes. I'm ready to go. We legitimately have dust tornadoes. I, Lindsey Brown, can confirm that. And as I mentioned, Adrian's name just a few moments ago, my name just a few moments after. But earlier, uh, we're the playmakers, and we're here to guide you through those sandy storms that seem to frequent our desert, desert biome at this time of year. Uh, I got in my tennis this morning before all this started happening, so I just want to give myself a little clap. Nice. Yep, yep. Start the week off right. Yep. Uh, we've been approached, actually. Uh-oh. We've been approached to um, perhaps explore the opportunity of reviving my singles career in, on the tennis court. The other career's been well revived. <laughs> and I'm kind of considering it, and I'm kind of terrified that I'm considering it. Don't be terrified. I, but, Adrian, I don't like people relying upon me, right? I like to stay in my lane. I like to not disappoint others, honestly, because I, I think I've found at least I, I, in the last couple of weeks, I've been pretty open about just some of the struggles I've been having, like opening mail, getting stuff like that done. And I was trying to be a little bit more self-reflective. I'm like, why am I having so much trouble? Like I said, what's the sticking point for me? And I'm like, do I feel like I'm not worthy or do I feel like I don't I can't receive whatever this is be that love be that whatever is being sent to me because I feel like I can't reciprocate it so I I don't have it at all that's a real thing that that's absolutely a real thing and that's the thing that I'm kind of putting water in right now now that might change as our week progresses as it tends to do as our self-reflection gets deeper and deeper and a little bit more insidious but so I think it's better than what we've been operating on before as you say this and saying someone approached you I see you walking into the complex yep and someone Near the bathroom going, psst, psst. Not quite that. Playmakers. <laughs> Playmaker. Hey. Hey, come here. <laughs> King Richard. King Tennis Rich- is back, <laughs> as you can see from last night. Yes, yes. We need the to forehand this. was on full display, and we're not going to really talk about that incident <laughs> on today because I legitimately do not care that much about it. There's a, there's a much deeper conversation, I think, to have around that, but I think that doesn't get accomplished in day one after this no. happens, after, after the Oscars, and 100%, knows what we're talking about. But in terms of, of your, your career and reviving it, yes. I feel like in this era of the one that shall not be named, 
playing at age 45 mm-hmm. and, and the technology you're and, talking about and, and all this health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this health and athletes going playing at, at deeper ages in their life. Go yeah. for this, Lindsay, because what's what's the worst that's going to happen? You're either going to suck. win. And guess what? That's I don't life. Like, but here's the thing, Adrian. Here's where my uh, where the ego comes in as uh, uh, like she ever leaves. I don't like losing. I don't like being in the not I don't even know what it's not embarrassing for me but if I'm not performing at my best I almost feel like I shouldn't be allowed to be out there at all right this is again I think the larger no, <laughs> message no, that, of like, like no. why can't we open the mail because we 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 don't feel like we can give back what we're receiving at least in in our minds and I know that's not true and that's not always like we'll send a card back send a send a, a backhand back but that's just like where my particular kind of emotional chiropractory is right now. And so I, I really want to consider it. It can't happen during hockey season, so it's still a few weeks away. So Well the Golden know, Knights maybe they might be helping you out here. <laughs> I mean, there are there are different things to explore in the off season that does happen at the same time the postseason starts for all the good teams. But the Golden Knights did themselves a couple of favors this weekend in order to stave off that possibility for myself, for them. Uh, big win for them over the Chicago Blackhawks on Saturday. I was in attendance, and I, like almost everybody else, thought, well, we're down 3 nothing. This is about it, right? And, yeah. you know, they, they fought back. They 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 stay in this in this pace that they kind of need where it's you got to win almost every damn game down the stretch. But they've been able to do that so far, at least in their two contests. And we had Alec Martinez back on the ice, which was huge, mungus to see. Just very happy for him because we haven't – we never get a whole lot of – information on what's going on with these guys and so my speculation was uh this ain't great like this is something that's a long term this can be a career threatener and I I, I'm happy to be wrong and I I thought that you could definitely tell her there's some rust with him but if I had to pick somebody to come back in this lineup right now would absolutely be him in terms of the domino effect down the lineup and his efficacy in making everyone around him on the ice better but before I even got into those like super hot hockey takes I was Thinking aloud, but not really. I was thinking myself in my in the T-Mobile arena, and I actually came up with a relegation idea. Ooh, I'm down. Yeah, Let's do I, this. I figured like this could be a really good exercise for for our can opener because it's a little bit about current events and it's a little bit about imagination. So either way, let's get right to it. It's time for the can opener. Okay, so there's plenty of holes to poke in this. Like this isn't you know the most well thought out thing, but this is just. My general thoughts on new divisions that we could have in the NHL based off of regulation. That means if you suck, you move down. If you're good, you move up. But I was inspired by uh, this thought that I had while I was sitting up in the press box. I'm like, what if the Detroit Red Wings were still in the Western Conference? Because, like, for years, that's where they were. I mean, we had, uh, in the latter parts of their their history here, we had a lot of playoff bouts between the Detroit Red Wings and the Arizona Coyotes. And when they switched over to the Eastern Conference, now it makes more sense than we have two expansion teams. But I'm like, if they're still in the West today, things are a lot different. Like, what if you just have one other team that's either like a basement dweller, which the Detroit Red Wings aren't, or if you trade one team like the Detroit Red Wings and how they're performing this year, which is a little bit more ahead of schedule, a little bit more of a challenger, how that affects all of the other standings. And so I have relegated based on the points as of 326-22. So this is a couple days ago. This is how the divisions would go. And I've named the divisions based off of the inspiration of the fourth grade or third grade tactic I was taught how to read a compass. 
okay, which was nice. in clockwise fashion, never eat soggy waffles. So we have <laughs> the waffles division. The waffles division are the worst teams because you're the one that's getting eaten. Right? Okay, that makes sense. That would be as of March 26th, so a couple days ago, Montreal, Arizona, Seattle, New Jersey, Ottawa, Philadelphia, Chicago, and the Sharks. Okay, so most of you know, you got the West Coast team in there too. It's so. just the bottom two yeah. teams of of every single division. And yeah. granted, uh, when the season is played, the top two ascend, the middle six stay, and the t- bottom two teams are relegated down below. Uh, and then in terms of like what I was planning for playoffs, let's get through the rest of the divisions and hopefully I'll think of it in the next couple of seconds. That was the Waffles division, the soggy division. A.K.A. the ones almost getting eaten. <laughs> yeah. That would be Anaheim, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Dallas, the Islanders, Columbus, Buffalo, and Detroit. Like okay. That's kind of like the, the – we would have classified them maybe in the last couple of years as have-nots, but they're just about to turn into haves. Or, or They've had a little people. bit of moments this year, but yeah, still struggling. Absolutely. And I'd say like on the upswing right now, Vancouver's definitely on the upswing. Uh, I'd say that Dallas is kind of middling. Anaheim's on the downswing. Winnipeg's middling. We still got to see things with them. Islanders literally didn't even try on uh, during the trade deadline. Uh, Buffalo, Columbus, and Detroit. Nobody really wants to talk about them, even though Detroit was technically the inspiration for this. But Stevie, why? We have to cut you off at some point. And I don't want to get too inside baseball, but mm. some say that soggy waffles are the best because they have the most syrup on them, which is why they're soggy. Depends anyway. on how long they've been soggy, though. True. That's true. It's because also if it's another like, key factor. If, it, if, it's, if the crunch is completely gone and it's, like, mushy, I'm not about that life. I'm not. And so... I have to eat fast or I just have to add the syrup on as I go, which is usually the tactic that I employ when it comes to said waffle consumption. But we are not talking about the bottom two divisions anymore. Now we're talking about the eaters. We're talking about never eat soggy waffles. This is the second highest division that is in my new NHL. Uh, That would be made up of ours truly, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Edmonton Oilers, the St. Louis Blues, the Nashville Ooh. Predators, the New York Rangers, the Washington Capitals, the Boston Bruins, and the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is a true murderer's row. Like for Facts. the second, for the second highest. So this is all the the teams that are either uh, third or fourth place in their division. At least of, of two days ago, things have changed since then. Yeah, so I like that. And Tampa being in this dangerous game, it's oh, a tough absolutely. division. Well, you have that. You have the Rangers who are absolutely on the rise. St. Louis can't like win a game right now. Nashville's on the rise. That's why they're in the uh, top three spot of the Central right now, and why St. Louis is down to the wild card spot. I mean, Boston keeps thinking it's 2019 and it's not. Washington still needs goalie <laughs> help. Edmonton. Oh my God, I cannot wait to tell you about the Gong Show that was. Uh, this past weekend's game between Edmonton and Calgary. And then, as you mentioned, Tampa. I mean, they're on the quote-unquote downswing right now, and they actually are struggling to score some goals, but I'm going to probably still think they're going to be ready for playoffs when yeah. it rolls around, just, just potentially. And, and finally, we have our last division, which is the never, the never division, uh, meaning you probably never win this unless they're playing against each other, or it's just one of those days where their waffles happen to be soggy, but that would be made up by the Calgary Flames, the Los Angeles Kings, the Colorado Avalanche, the Minnesota Wild, the Carolina Hurricanes, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Sheesh. the Florida Panthers, and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. Woof. 
the the, the damn heavyweight division. And the Kings are still rising. I mean, they, they're not really expected to go deep in the playoffs this year, but they certainly could surprise some people. That's usually how they win their cups. Colorado, it's not surprising anyone, but they lost in overtime this past weekend. Minnesota's doing really well. Carolina, eh, remains to be seen. Pittsburgh, I mean, they work hard. Panthers, jeez. I, like what's a what's a harder division the never or the eat one? I'm gonna have to go with the eat. You really th- is it because of the Tampa Bay inclusion? Yeah, because the, they're still like the cream of the crop. Yeah, but you have more teams that are are on the downswing. I think that's the difference. As I kind of do the math here, I see it of the difference between the never and the eats. And granted, I'm kind of taking their larger view of on the rise in my definition yeah. rather than the more immediate. But I it's hard for me to to say that like. The Washington Capitals are going to be re- are going to be able to reclaim their glory from three four years ago, like at any point, because it's just Ovi's not going to be thirty two anymore. No, hundred like percent. There's they they've lost a lot of pieces. Like TJ Oshie can't stay healthy, and so maybe it's a lot of teams that would have been in the never category maybe last year, or the year before, that are in that eat category, and that's what I mean. I'm trying to think of how we would do this playoffs, and the only thing that I think that would keep it the most simple is that the top eight point getters from each. You'd split it, you know, in into two division in, in two divisions or two sides for conferences. Yeah. Or you just say top sixteen and then you play it that way. I would do you know what? Let's try to do the top sixteen because I feel like the NBA should have done this a long time ago too. I think so. so we need as to well. try. It. I, I really think so. And people are always like, Well, what about the travel? What about the budgets? I'm like, first of all, you're making a lot of millions, at least with the NBA. Maybe the NHL's not really that plausible of an option, but it's okay, it's my idea. But in, in terms of full blown entertainment value and integrity or at least like maybe it's commitment to the full integrity of the bit so it's like it's the true point system rather than it, you can't really use the argument well they played this many division games against these bad teams you're like sure but they still have to play everybody else though yeah facts and so it's spread out so it's not taking advantage of yeah and so even if you do dwellers. have a crappy year like you technically the waffles division you could you you could probably likely not send anybody to the playoffs, but sometimes you might have a couple of years where all of a sudden they, they surprise somebody and that not only would they potentially make a run, but then they also are dealing with that potential uh, promotion into the next division. Which is super important. And also for people critiquing, we just all got finished as a country being disappointed because St. Peter's lost as a 15 seed. So you get those stories now. If we have one through right. 16, where some of these lower seeds trying to do the impossible, I feel going like up it's still the the kind top. of messed up in the terms of the way we're doing it. But in just the ideas, the, the spirit of the idea, I feel like it works out for the most point. Like the two, the two ascend, the the bottom two go down and then the six stay where they are and there's going to be desperation at the end of the season too, 100%. because you don't want to which is what like that's what you need you well need the real question people. now is tiebreakers do we just go head to head do we do like your old um hockey tournament on the weekends when you're a kid we're like what's your goal difference how many go that one game where you won 15 one really mattered didn't it i mean maybe head to head uh, in division, in conference, or we record. could have it like if you have the top sixteen teams making it, and then say you go NBA bit playing tournament, and then you expand it to maybe another four to potentially play into the lower seeds or the higher seeds. I should say we could do that too. Tournaments equal stakes. Yeah, which is I'm liking. One thing I was upset was the Metropolitan because to me it's the best division name in all of sports. I still the ha- Metropolitan I'm still division. I'm like who's in that division? It really is. Confusing. But with the names that you gave, yes. we now have sponsorship opportunities we for Kellogg, IHOP. That's True. important for hockey. Yes. We, we need to bring in the money. IHOP. 
I love IHOP. How do we determine tiebreakers? Who eats more waffles between the two goalies of the teams? No, we should be sponsored by like the Leslie Nope Foundation. Did you watch Parks and Rec? No, I did not. First of all, your life is a disappointment, at least in this arena. But if you understand, yeah, no, watch Parks and Rec. (laughs) Don't watch The Office. The Office is fine. Parks and Rec is better. And I'm not afraid to go to my grave and saying that because it absolutely is true. But Leslie Nope is one of the yeah. Oh yeah, she's here. She's right behind you. She's always here. Um. (laughs) She would be like the the number one alpha in the Breakfast Club people. Like she gets the waffle bit. She doesn't quite get the obsession with bacon, but that's more like Ron Swanson's job. That's okay. But you would know this if you had enriched your life with Parks and Rec and all the uh, great histories of Pawnee, Indiana. But that Ron guy has a beard. I know that. Yes, that is a fact. Bacon, as I've grown up, kind of overrated. Sorry. Excuse me? As I've grown up, I'm kind of... Why did we not use this as an interview question before we hired you? What? You know what it is? It's because I'm pure air fryer. And sometimes... Sometimes with the meat, it pops. So that grease gets on the top of the roof of an air fryer. And Lindsay, we don't have time, but let me tell you. Inconveniences in life... Cleaning out an air fryer. I'm complaining like I do it in my house, but there's people who do do it in the house, and then they yell at me about it being dirty, and it's all because of the bacon. So bacon, kind of overrated. If I had to put an air fryer into one of the divisions that I have made up for my (laughs) own imagination during the warm-ups of the Golden Knights Chicago Blackhawks game the other night, I would definitely put them in the soggy one because air fryers I think are great in theory but they have yet to execute to the level where the crunch is there, the sogginess isn't, and clearly... The hygiene things are something we're going to have to write to Betty Crocker, whoever makes them, about. But we have so much to get into in our show today. Plenty of sports and other things to talk about. In our next segment, we are going to get a little bit more into our imaginative juices and talk about the NBA, the almost contenders, and what's truly holding them back. Love and forward to the bet! Yeah. Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown, the Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. Oh, feels feels right to be in a Mads Cuddy Monday. I did have to clarify with you pre-show, Adrian, that it was indeed Monday. Yeah, it's been these past couple days. Yeah. It's hard keeping track of time, like you say. It is, it is. And it's just like, I don't necessarily keep track of time. I just like kind of all of a sudden come back online. I'm like, I feel like. I was prepping at 12 p.m. like yesterday, like two seconds ago. And yet that particular two seconds ago was like three weeks ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, see, sometimes it happens like that. And yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. With- you're like, what happened between my Monday routine of this week and my Monday routine of last week? A lot. But I remember none of it. Yeah. It's it bees like that. Listen, after it what happened like last that. night with the Oscars, uh, my brain's kind of like been focused on the slap. So. It's just one of those things. And you've already ruined it. We weren't going to talk about it. No, you've mentioned it! No, I just wanted to, that kind of, it, it confused my mind, but we're good. We're back in place. No one's being slapped today on this show. No. No, that is not the plan. We like to handle our disagreements a little bit less violently. But again, that is a larger conversation for not the day after the incident that it happens. So let's talk NBA instead. Let's talk about the almost contenders, Adrian. Let's talk about the teams that aren't necessarily in those like top four to five positions in their conference, but not in the low rungs either. So you're playing teams and those kind of around the rungs. Uh, and the fatal flaws for the teams that are almost there. Who has it? What they? Who has what they don't? What do they need? I'm going to rely heavily on you and your kind of uh, NBA expertise acumen that you display for us each and every weekday. 
Thank you. Yes. And let's kick it off. Uh, we are on the left coast, so let's start off with the Western Conference. Uh, your fifth seed, as it is at this very moment, are the Utah Jazz. They're losing a lot of games right now. Yes, four in a row. And their biggest flaw to me, and this might sound too simplistic, and for other people, they might think I'm asinine, but and it's because he's a former defensive player of the year. Uh, the biggest flaw for this team is the fact that Rudy Gobert's on the roster. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so <laughs> if you have a defensive player of the year on your roster, it, it kind of seems outrageous to me for, for you to say that. But is it because his defensive prowess doesn't necessarily get backed up by the offensive deficiencies that he has? Or am I just pulling stuff out of the air right now? No, no, you, you, you're on that right path. Okay. Um, look, first off, when it comes to NBA awards, whether it's the MVP, six man of the year, defensive player of the year, whatever the case, um, there's a lot of, hey, we don't want to give this guy the award again. Or this guy's never had it, or he's never been in the conversation. Why, why, why is that different from like MVP? No, and it's the same deal, the MVP as well. So Rudy got it, and he was amazing. Yep. Um, but there's a difference between a regular season team and a playoff team, and, and the way the game changes, and the way you're able to strategize and, you know, perform and run offenses and defenses. And the blueprint's been out. So how do you beat up on Rudy Gobert during the playoff season that people don't do during the regular season? So one of the main things they focus on and what that blueprint is, is, of course, the offense is going up against the Jazz are going to spread out the court. Um, They're going to try to run any actions, whether it's a pick and roll, to force a switch to make sure that Rudy's the one guarding the ball handler. They want him in space playing defense rather than more towards the basket. Yeah, and not only that, a lot of teams adjust and they'll go to their small lineups, which then makes it even tougher because now the other team offensively is faster. And whenever Exactly. And whenever Rudy's out on the perimeter or not within that paint going on someone on the other side to get that block – as they try to go for a layup, he's basically barbecue chicken. He's a minus. Yeah, no, he's And so yeah. unless they play the particular brand of game that makes him or at least makes the environment perfect for him, they they don't have the specialness that some of the top teams do that they can make up for that fact because that's that's an inevitability, right? Yeah. An adjustment, and, it's an inevitability. Yeah, and and one of the things too is that now um what Utah's been trying to do these past couple of weeks is their small lineup, they're putting Rudy Gay, still in the league, still doing his thing. Uh, They're trying to put Rudy Gay at the five um, to be a center. And as you can see, as we we said when we brought up the Utah, Mm -hmm. uh, they've lost their past four games. The Utah, excuse me. Their past four games they've lost. Uh, Rudy might not be serviceable in that position. And also, not only are you losing the size with Rudy, he's not as quick as some of these other teams. So when so you go small versus small, right. that matchup isn't going to pan out. So which teams do you think are pose the biggest threat to the Jazz if they do make the playoffs? So like right, the, not the plans, like the, the real playoffs. So right now, if, if, if the season were to end today, they're going to go up against uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas would have home field advantage. And that's a bad thing because I feel like small ball with movement is kind of their deal, right? Yeah, and, and they got um, their center pal is, is very... Very effective, very defensive oriented. Norman? Um, yeah, no, not Norman Powell. Um, and Oops. so with with Dallas, I do think, and Luca, as always, an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Um, an- another thing with Utah too is that they're very hit and miss. This year, they kind of took the approach of for most of the year they were the number one team in terms of three point attempts. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the beginning of the year, they were rocking on all cylinders. Russell O'Neal, all their dudes 
were 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 on fire. And now I'm trying to think of what's the dude from Australia um, that some people call Dirty Dova Dova. No, 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 no. The other one, the one that's on Utah, Grayson Allen. No, damn. <laughs> what it. are they doing? Uh, he plays for Australia. He's out with an injury. They face some injuries. Um, they've had to 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 try these different lineups. Jordan Clarkson has played great, but he wasn't that sixth man of the year bona fide dude like he was last year. Mm-hmm. Although this season he had like a 45-point game. Where's D. Mitch at? You, you've talked about them for like six minutes. You haven't mentioned Donovan Mitchell once, and I feel like that's a part of the problem. He's, I mean, he's he's great. Like, he's going to give you those 20, right now he's so averaging 25-9. So he's doing what you nine. would expect from him, but not elevating. Yeah, and, and even if he elevates, like, this is going to take a whole team. And defensively, sure. defensively this year, they are not as strong as they were in the past. So if if the championship is a 10-mile rowboat down the river, what mile do they sink on? Oof. Uh, as early as the second mile? Um, best case scenario, the fifth mile. Okay. Which is they take it to six games in the second round. Okay. Depending on who they play. Okay, keep that metaphor in mind because I, I don't think we're going to be able to get through all of the teams today, and that's kind of the intention. I think we're going to kind of expand this throughout the week. Yeah. But in terms of like 10 miles to the championship, what mile do they sink on? That's where we're kind of going to be looking for a barometer test. So we do the Utah Jazz on the Western Conference. Let's try one from the Eastern Conference side to you know make sure we develop both sides equally. Facts, let's flip over and we'll go to the fifth seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, we've talked about this team a lot, uh, and I've been very negative on yeah, them. Yeah, you love this team. As we as it stands now, um, the Bulls are the fifth seed. Uh, keep in mind, the difference between the first seed in the East and the fifth seed is three and a half games. Wow. So and the East was supposed to be set, which it technically is. Yeah. It's just like in what order around the table. Like we no. know who's invited to dinner. And, and even Miami, who for most of the season is the number one seed, they, as of right now. Their stock is falling fast. Yeah, as of right now, Boston is a half game apparently, up. So Boston is technically. <laughs> apparently that little tiff on the sideline meant a little bit more. At least we haven't seen like a correction in terms of performance to say, yeah, everything's fine. And so we're all kind of waiting to see that. But I'm looking at the Bulls. You know, I'm just looking at literally the NBA standings. Because you are the true expert here. And I'm just trying to, you know, take a little bit of a different look at it. But I have a hard time thinking that you're going to find playoff success if you have a losing record on the home. I mean, they're unbelievable at home, but they're not dominant enough to be able to to weaponize that. As of right now, they're 0-17 against the top three seeds in both Stop conferences combined. It. So That's they, a real stat. Yeah, and granted, <gasps> like... Paper Tiger right there. Yeah, and granted, we've talked about the Caruso injury. We've talked about Lonzo Ball. Absolutely. Uh, Alex Caruso came back last week. Um, He's playing good minutes and giving them what they need. Lonzo Ball. It's not the special sauce, though. Yeah, it's truly a combination. Uh, Lonzo Ball is supposed to start running, just running on Wednesday. So he got his is a meniscus thing, too, right? Yeah, and and it's been delayed. Did he get it repaired? Do we know that? Because I know when I was looking at my meniscus, when when we thought it was ruptured, or that they are saying, well, you'll be back in like two to three weeks if we take it out, but then you're going to be bone on bone for the rest of your life. But I'm guessing that Lonzo opted for the uh, other option, which is let it heal by itself, yeah. be out for a few months, and it's a lot more touch and go. Yeah, t- yeah, no, and that's that's the path that he took. Yeah. So, but there's that been that makes sense, just longevity and then quality of life wise. Yeah, and that's been and I that's been took my meniscus out for college hockey. Let me just tell you about. It. Thank God I averted that dumb decision. And and so Lonzo's been pushed back. He should have been back by now. Um, but even moving outside of that, uh, this team, in my opinion. Um, especially without those two defensive dogs, is kind of soft. Um, one of the main just 
basically playing the point guard of their offense is Nikola Vucevic, who, in my opinion, is super soft. His ability to shoot from the outside doesn't outweigh the mentality and just the defensive, the lack of defense that he has when he's on the court. His apprehension to contact yeah. and going into the key, it doesn't, it, his the, acumen of a shooter doesn't warrant that. Yeah, because he's very hot yeah. and cold. And in the season, it to start the season, he was very hot. Who is he, Ricky Rubio? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But his physicality, his rebounding is just not there. Uh, this team does not run an offense. And that was, that's what a do you huge. Mean they don't run an offense. So, for instance, they played Cleveland. Um, they were leading that game the entire time. Uh, in the fourth quarter, Cleveland got it to three. And as I was watching the game for about a 10-minute stretch until the final four minutes of that game, they did not run an offense. It was strictly isolation ball, a pick ball and roll. DeMar. And whether it was DeMar, whether it was Zach Levine, yeah. um, and it, it's frustrating. And this has been a problem for them the entire season. And DeMar, and Who's you've talked coach? about it. Where's Fred Hoiberg at? They uh, fired not, him, not I Hoiberg, know. Uh, Donovan, uh, Billy Donovan. Oh, Billy Donovan from uh, Oklahoma City all those years? Yeah. Is that Billy Donovan? Yeah, yeah. He, he's back. He's in Chicago. Um, and, and look, the Bulls, it's an awkward thing because the Bulls are, whatever happens this season, this is an improvement. And Yeah, 100%. How how they got here and to start the season is kind of what's making you be like, damn, Super man. Super disappointing. It's almost like they they don't have what Cleveland should have this year, which is the ability to get some of their best players back. Because I'm not saying you can recapture that momentum. That's what we talked about last week when we talked to Trist about the Bulls. of just being, There's just too much disruption for you to really find your best self because not everybody's returning at the same time. But at least you have some people coming back and you're able to see some of that positive momentum, but that disappointment is still very much there. Yeah, and and something that's gonna that's just gonna be prove proved to be a big problem is not only the lack of offense, but granted DeMar's having his best season ever. This shooting jumpers from the elbow and this two points and and he's been very efficient this year, that is going to change when games tighten up. And if they take on the Bucks or they take on whoever in the playoffs with defense and, and yeah. length, like Everything is now going to get more and more difficult. But I will say they need to get the experience, Zach Levine, and some of these dudes that have never, you know, been in these positions. Right. Because this is, like you said, we have to remember how quickly this transpired. This is their first year with DeRozan. I'm pretty sure this is Donovan's first year. Like, Lonzo got traded there in the offseason. Like, this is all the first run. And so just to even more uh, put a a bold in on the fact that they haven't played a lot of time together. Yeah, no, 100%. And also, uh, what they're going to want to avoid, and, and as we get into this later in the week, mm-hmm. these the Bulls, the Raptors, the Cavs, like, that playing game is very serious. You have Brooklyn just waiting there. So it would be a huge disappointment with how they've played to end up in that play-in yeah. situation. Huge regression. Um, but at the end of the day, like, they have lost. I'm trying to check right now. Uh, what the so man far. games? So they just they finally won versus Cleveland, oh. but they have not been playing well as of late, and their defense are giving up the most point totals that they have all year. That's uh, not a winning formula. Yeah, friend. and now like it's it's evident you're 0 for 16, and, and I remember we I asked that's Joe, the stat. Yeah, that's asked, the stat. And I asked Joe, and this was three weeks ago, and I'm like, Yo, are the Bulls going to beat a good team at any point this season? Mm-hmm. And Demar's having a little bit of injuries. He set out a couple games. He should be. 
good to go for the playoff run, but they need to finish strong because with the play-in, everything has changed, and with the East and how difficult it is, every freaking game matters because all it's, the difference between the first seed and the fifth seed is just three and a half games, and the Bulls have a harder schedule than most in the East. So they cannot, this mentality of that they're going to coast, it's not going to happen, well, and you're going to be put we, in a play-in situation. What did we learn last week, Adrian? Practice makes? Perfect, hopefully. No, not perfect. Oh, Practice not- makes? I don't pay attention. Permanent. Permanent. So if they haven't been able to conjure up the energy, the skill, the game plan, which you said they don't even have an offense, to be able to challenge, let alone beat any of the top three teams on either side or on either conference, I don't have a lot of faith. Yeah, I don't no, have same. a lot of faith. Patris makes permanent. Get that perfect crap out of your head. That Patris is not good. Permanent. You are going to be coaching those kids someday, so you got to make sure you seep this in. You never Thank know. Thank you, Coach kind Brown. Of, that's right. I'm just. This is going to be something you're going to pay for at some coaching seminar in ten years. Where you pay five hundred bucks, I'll save you some money, but I can't give you like the certification. That's why they make you go. Thank you. A CPR certification is super important too in life. I need to get that renewed. Um, we are going to renew uh, a little bit of a, la- a hot lap around the NHL on the other side of the break because we have scoreboard watching to do as our Golden Knights are out of commission until Wednesday. Who's moved up? Who's moved down? Who's playing tonight? I'll fill you in on each and every single one of those. Love for the bet. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez. The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet. If we were at a pool, we wouldn't be doing uh, cannonballs off of the diving board. Rather, we'd be slowly easing our way step by step into the pool because we're not in a rush. We're not looking to cause any problems, at least not on a Monday. We save it. I've only jumped off a diving board like twice in my life. Really? One time I landed on my back. I think that's what, uh, (laughs) no one told me, hey, you should probably break the surface of that water before it breaks your back. Oh, so you just went full-blown swan dive. I want the the largest number of surface area to do the high five. Yeah, well, I was trying to be the fat Jeff Hardy, apparently, jumping mm. off the diving board with the swan tom bomb. And yeah, I felt like death as I uh, oh, floated back up to the surface. You uh, laughs for, for admiration and love, were you? Yeah, apparently. Those performances we put on as a child and bring into adulthood are always fun. But uh, in terms of what we're seeing in the NHL, it's a full-blown barn burner, people. It is an absolute dumpster fire race to the end. So much so that I need to really shout out and, like, dap up Leon Dreisaitl because he was named the third star of the week for the NHL. Uh, Dreisaitl had six goals in his last four games. And in the last game, he had a hat trick and an assist. What a great, great time to be alive for Leon Dreisaitl. A few months ago, one of the reporters in Edmonton asked him why he was so pissy. I know exactly why Leon Dreisaitl is so pissy, because in that effort of three goals and one assist, he also skated to a minus four rating. That means he was on the ice for at least four goals against. But it's more because it worked and whittled down the plus four that he generated offensively. The Oilers lost nine to five. Nine to five! To the Calgary Flames for the latest installment of the Battle of Alberta. This could absolutely be a playoff matchup. And if it is, it might be the one that challenges the ultimate, well, the game of hockey changes in the playoffs, which it does technically. But I just, these two teams have so much bad blood. They have so much energy going to these matchups. And the Oilers cannot stop pucks. They cannot play defense. They get scored on 5v5 like it is literally their job. I think it's more their job to get scored on 5v5 than it is Leon Dreisaitl's job to score goals right now. That says something, people. It says a lot. Especially since the Oilers are going to be playing the Coyotes tonight. The Oilers need this one so badly, Adrian. So bad. Because you just need to, like, get that uh, bad taste washed out of your mouth. But the Oilers are in third place in the Pacific Division, 77 points. And they are only one point ahead of the Golden Knights for uh, that third position as I've hypothesized for weeks I think that wildcard positions are going to be taken up by the central division but the St. Louis Blues are doing their best to ruin this for me and for the rest of us <laughs> but before I move on to the Blues I'll, I'll go through the rest of my Oilers information here the Oilers as I mentioned need this one really bad uh, they are scoring it well but they can't stop really anybody either lost three of their last four after winning five straight they're really having a, tr- uh, a trouble time keeping less than three goals out of their nets as I mentioned, 5v5 getting roasted, and the Coyotes are literally playing, you know, playoff record and get paid. And so this could be a trap game scenario for the Oilers at home tonight. Well, hopefully it is like like the Coyotes played spoiler against us 
few weeks back. Yeah, and so we would like the Coyotes to continue to uh, ruin things for the Oilers, although I think they will just do that for themselves. Uh, other matchups tonight that are going to matter in, in terms of the standings. Before I get into those, I'll just go through where we stand, at least in the Western Conference. In the Pacific Division, they have the Calgary Flames, the Los Angeles Kings, and the Edmonton Oilers. Flames are kind of far and away from everyone at 88 points. Kings are at 81. Oilers at 77. The Golden Knights at 76. And then the closest within striking distance, at least in the Pacific side, are the Vancouver Canucks with 73 points. They have a hell of a schedule coming up for themselves. And then on the Central Division side, you have the Colorado Avalanche free and clear of Minnesota by over 14 points. But Minnesota actually beat Colorado in overtime this past weekend. I was watching bits and pieces of that game because I passed out for a little while because I was really tired. But let me tell you that this – and it wasn't even Marc-Andre Fleury in that. You know who else was a star of the week? Cam oh. Talbot, the other goalie for the, go- or for the Minnesota Wild, who went 3-0 last week, has a 1-3-3 goals against average, and has completely snapped back into whatever mode confidence that probably got him an all-star berth and not really the a new goalie partner, which has been paying off nothing but dividends. They won that matchup that being Flowers' debut for the Minnesota Wild over the Columbus Blue Jackets. So they won a back-to-back with Colorado as the second game. And they're also, they've won six in a row, which is like the biggest streak in the league right now. vibing and a half right now. They're taking the day off, but in terms of the Canucks and the Blues, this is the only uh, game besides, you know, uh, the Kraken and the Kings that is a Pacific head-to-head matchup. There's a lot of teams that are doing like, well, we're going to play the Kraken twice in a row because the Golden Knights are going to do that later this week or maybe it's later next week, or they're playing like Vancouver twice in a row. Vancouver and the Blues are about to do a, a home and home. Uh, today it is in St. Louis, and then on Wednesday it will be in Vancouver. But the Canucks are winners of two of their last three. Last two wins, pretty good ones against Colorado and Dallas, both uh, playoff contenders, or if not more. The Blues, though, the Blues, this is the only team that's playing worse than the Golden Knights in the month of March. They have lost five of their last six Ooh. and two straight, including to that Philadelphia team last week. They said there's no way they're going to lose to them. They lost to them. And then they went and said, oh, we'll have a better effort against Carolina because it'll be a team that is actually a contender and we'll play up to our competition. They were down like 3 nothing within the first period. They're the most vulnerable team in the West besides VGK. Uh, Vile Husto, who's basically taken the goaltender one job, he got lit up last game and Biddington was lit up the game before that. And things have gotten so bad that a recent headline on The Athletic was titled, What's Wrong with the Blues? Well, they don't even seem to know themselves. They're giving up first goals they left and right. They are 1-6-2 in March when they're chasing. And so their urgency is going to be there for both clubs, as we've mentioned, the free fall for the Blues. But the Canucks are right there, too. And they've battled back after a really, really heinous start to their season. And they're just starting to get Elias Patterson back grooving. And, yeah, Thatcher Demp goes out there stealing souls still. So I'm not really a huge fan of that, especially since the Golden Knights have them three times. Oh, fantastic. Between now and the end of the regular season, uh, the only team that I I really think poses a huge, mongous problem for them in the first round if the Golden Knights end up making it. I don't even know if they can both make it. I mean, technically they can. I don't know if they would face off against each other, but the Los Angeles Kings – um, while they don't always have our number when they do, they seem to really call it and they don't bother about collect. The Kings have beat the uh, the crack and they're playing them twice in a row. They beat them four to two on Saturday. They've been going back and forth on trading wins and losses just every other for the better part of two weeks. So they need this win tonight with a really heavy upcoming schedule, that being the Kings. They're going to be going at the Oilers, at the Flames, at the Jets, Flames at home, Oilers at home, at the Wild, at the Black Blackhawks, and at Colorado. That's their next handful of games. That is truly 
tough stuff. That's where you really find out, well, Kings, are you a contender right now? Are, are you truly ready to challenge? And they might be. They might be one of those teams, but considering how depleted their back six are, their defensive corps is extremely, extremely vulnerable right now. But they currently sit in second place in the Pacific Division with 81 points. As I mentioned, Vegas is with 76, currently in that second wild card position, just three points behind St. Louis. So we're closer than I thought. Well, I mean, we're we've won two in a row, and so that that's certainly something to be uh, enthused about, considering where we were before. I'm really happy that Evgeny Dodonov scored the overtime winner. Like this is has to be a sigh of relief. Honestly, like, this might be the little rocket fuel that they need to get through these last couple of weeks. And K Mac might have not even known that he provided it for him, but it's almost like the mentality that we saw. Have you seen the movie Miracle yet? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. so you know at the beginning of the movie when they're still picking out the team, and he said, and and it's it's Herb Brooks and then Craig Patrick, the uh, assistant coach. Yeah. And they're talking about, well, this is going to be a, a team that that ends up hating their coach. It's like. Better hate the coach than they hate each other, right? No. Like 100%. sometimes you need to create an enemy of yourself, meaning your your over um arching self. And I, I think there's genuine momentum building there. And and I, I hope that they keep going to it. Jack Eichel has clearly developed some sort of chemistry with him. I was really pumped for him the other night when he scored that overtime winner. But the Golden Knights, as we kind of went through last week, they don't have like a tough schedule, like the Canucks do, but they don't have a cream puff one by any means either because it's a lot of the divisional games. And Pu- even if we did have a cream puff schedule, sorry like to cut you no, off. No, you're good. That like some of these performances against the lower end teams have kind of be making me like, hey, let's play better teams because we seem right. to perform you, up to par. You haven't earned the right to really call yourself not a cream puff yeah. at this point. And so they have the, these two games against Seattle, two games against Vancouver, Coyotes, another one against Vancouver, Flames, Oilers, Devils, Capitals, Sharks. Uh, Stars, Blues, like a lot of the teams that are sniffing around the same area as we are. So these games matter a ton, a ton when we do have those matchups against them. But then they really have to take care of business against teams like the Seattle Crack. And that's what the that's what the St. Louis Blues are failing to do right now is clean up against the teams that they should. And that's why you're saying that seeing this free fall. Because if you're playing playoff teams every night, sure, it's a 50-50 proposition. Sometimes it slides a little bit more, sometimes a little bit less just depends on on how we're dealing the cards today but if you can't beat the teams that are far and away below you like you you have no business it doesn't matter how much you've built up earlier in the year you have no business because even if you are able to make it in the playoffs you're dealing with absolutely zero momentum zero confidence and sometimes you can have that natural like well that was a regular season let's turn the page guys this practice is different but you don't really believe that until you start seeing new results and it's really it's a very dangerous proposition to be like, well, all of our, we need to get on them early in the playoffs and early in the games because otherwise we're just this is what we're going to put forth. People will lose their jobs, hundred yeah. percent, considering how much money they put into uh, the likes of St. Louis and the Golden Knights, perhaps too. It's just when you have those teams that take big swings and have such big disappointments, you have to. Th- not only look around for blame, you have to assert the blame. You have to make a bigger change. And so uh, sometimes it's just about fighting to the last moment to be not it. And so hopefully the Golden Knights are not it this year. But it is going to be a tough thing down the stretch, but we have more than enough time to explore all of that, not just today, but only today we have one hour left. We'll be back with more sports and other things in just a couple minutes. Love for the bet.
Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.